This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 255. The Road to the Finals, 2022. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. We made it, Hunter. There is only one step that remains in this year's tournament, and it is to do the actual game. All other hurdles have been jumped over. I would put $500 on that you have, for multiple Road to the Finals episodes, (laughs) started the episode with the exact words. Yes. We made it. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Somebody check this for me. Go listen to the other Road to the Finals episodes. Does Matt start Every each one? Time. Does he not start each one saying, we made it, Hunter. We did it. Have it's you? been, you know, we've gone through this this rigmarole, this nasty tasky, okay, of getting through just all the games, all the stupid games of Twilight Imperium. I and hate now it. We're here. I hate that we're here, and now we're the good part. Have you heard about my bit I've been doing in streams for the entire uh, prelims and semis of this year's tournament? No, uh, I don't know the bit. My 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 current thing right now is every single time military. No, what is it called? Uh, military outpost, the explore card on cultural planets that adds one mm-hmm. infantry. Every time that card comes out, I go. Ah, I love a military outpost. <laughs> and my hope is that at some point, somebody else will take a compilation of every single time I've said that. It's dozens of times at this point that I have said it with that exact same tenor. Oh, I love a military outpost. Is it called? Is military no. outpost? What's right? it called? It's not. It's, it's not probably, even called that. It's whatever it's it is. I, what it, I what say it called. correctly in the thing. I'm just not saying it correctly Do you? right now. Have you yes. maybe said it incorrectly every time? Are no, you sure? I'm reading the card as I say it in game. Right, but you may have messed it up there. You're messing it up now. How do we know? That mercenary you also- outfit. Is mercenary what it is outfit. So let's take two. Take two. Your joke has Ready? been. Uh, I love a mercenary outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Little infantry there. What could go wrong? It's a great. It's great. Mercen- you know uh, what? Love a mercenary now that, outfit. Now that we came back around and uh-huh. we did it right. I think it's funny. It's pretty Military good. Military outfit d- is not funny, but Doesn't mercenary outfit is. I don't it's know why. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Why is funny. that? I don't know. But um, uh, so, you're, so you're saying you hope that someone combs through every the, the hours video. and hours and hours yes. of footage to make a super cut of you saying that? Yeah. Over and over and over and over again. That's what you want. That's what I want. That's what you think someone should do with their time. I not that I think, I think someone should do it. I just think someone will do it. You, oh, that's even worse. <laughs> that's much worse. We've gathered that's... all of the monkeys on our Discord and we've given them typewriters. And at some point, we will spit out a compilation of me saying, oh, I love a mercenary outfit. I your, your hubris has gotten out of control lately, is something I've noticed about this latest era of the show. Your hubris knows no bounds. Like, 
You're wearing sunglasses to record this show. Yeah. You roll out of bed every day. Oh, barely yeah. even. You you don't even play anymore. Uh, you don't even play. Again? Which one of this is? Which one of these is my? Which, which post, of my many? You. This is my the, media empire. This is the Space Cats era of Matt is post playing the game. He's full. <laughs> he's full 3D chessing it at this point. This is the post-Matt Plays the Game era, which I've referenced yeah. before. Sure. We are clearly in that era. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, Mercenary, out mercenary Outfit, it is a... It, I'm, yeah. I'm J.J. Abrams, and I don't direct anymore. I just produce things, quote-unquote. I executive produce the show, you know? Yeah, that's that's what you do. You're you're J.J. Abrams. You're like <laughs> like post-Force Awakens J.J. Abrams. Uh -huh. so no, you're post-Star post Wars Episode Nine, whatever whatever the subtitle was for that. <laughs> Uh, there's no way that. we could remember uh, what is today's episode it's quite a treat we have for the people yes thank god you don't have to listen to us talk so much this week <laughs> this week we are doing uh, well first of all before we even get into that we need mm -hmm. to mention mm -hmm. that you dear yeah. listener need to get your butt in exactly two seats okay yeah. the first seat is digital it, right. it will be happening in cyberspace you gotta watch the finals for the 2022 tournament, a.k.a. Tournament 4, a.k.a. the tournament of, not champions, but uh -huh. just tournament tournament of latest people that did well in tournament. Right, right, right. Okay? Um, that's going to be November 30th at 1300 UTC. You just UTC. said November 30th. Let me take that again. You no joke. I know, just I did. Said My brain. You what is in November? What is even in November that uh, I would have thought of that? You're think, what, are you thinking about Thanksgiving? Yeah. Listen, everybody, you gotta check out Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's gonna be November 28th, and your grandma's <laughs> gonna be there. It's, She's it's gonna online love it. this yeah. year. They're gonna be streaming the turkey this yeah. year. Yeah. Okay, let's so go when again. Is Ready? This yeah, this go is ahead. July 30th. July 30th at 1300 UTC on Space Cats Peace Turtles Twitch channel. Yeah. 1300 UTC, a.k.a. what is that, 8 a.m. Central Time, right. a.k.a. 7, or no, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, a.k.a. Just want to specifically call, are we going to call out every single time zone now? A.k.a. <laughs> AKA 7 a.m. Mountain Time, a.k.a. 5 p.m. Margarita Time. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> anyways, the other thing is you've already heard we have an ad at the beginning of this episode of every episode right now for our Gen Con show. So if you're going to Indianapolis uh, in August, uh, the Thursday of Gen Con at 8.30 p.m. CDT is our Gen Con live show. And we have been getting that show together and it is going to be a blast. Please yeah. invite your friends. It's going to be a comedy show. As it I have turns the out. run of. I have the run of show right here will in you front read, of me. Will you read that one specific bullet point? <laughs> so there's one bullet point. So Matt has requested some time of the show in order to do something. Uh -huh. Now, I don't know what it is, but I hate it. Um, <laughs> and so I've just put here in the, in the, in the run of show, we've got uh, bullet point number five. Matt hangs himself <laughs> 1.5 minutes. Now that's that's a that's not a that's that's a metaphysical, a yeah, metaphorical, yeah. a social, kind of, a social kind of undoing. 
kind of a a hole will be dug on stage and then us already that having to share in the show with matt we will all be in the hole together uh-huh, uh-huh, it builds uh-huh. camaraderie though yeah being in the hole <laughs> being in the hole well i say we get to this episode proper which is that we sat down with the six contestants for the finals yep. our six yep. finalists as we do every year we've got to meet the people behind the tabletop uh playground or tabletop simulator mouse thing the you know there's a face yep. inside of that little in, yeah. inside of that cursor there's a the there's face a, behind there's a the human cursor. body <laughs> yeah and uh we sat down with all six of them and so we are going to allow you to enjoy their opinions on Twilight Imperium, uh, where they pull their strategy from, a little bit about them personally. Yep. And uh, then when we come back to Hunter and I, we'll kind of chit-chat for a minute about how we think the finals are going to go. Yeah. Um, we're This year, we're going to throw all six interviews at you, one after the other, with a, just a little bit of trans- transition music in between. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, get ready for those conversations. It's a very interesting group. We've got um, Necro Dice Twice is one of the players. Cody... Cody whatever. Cody, Cody TCT. Code, Cody TCT. We've got a, a player we've been talking about forever on this show. Mantis made yep. it to the finals. Uh, obviously, this is a big spoil- spoiler, so you probably shouldn't have clicked on this episode if you didn't want <laughs> to be spoiled a little bit. Uh, we got some newcomers. We got Jono. We got Nerf Zerg. Okay. Yep. We got Nerd Y2K. Interesting group of people. You're going to hear their thoughts and opinions on Twilight Imperium in general and how what they think their own chances are yeah. in this game this was hunter's i didn't ask this question so half the players we have their idea of what their odds are gonna be uh, yeah my my theming was i asked uh, people what factions they do and don't want to see in the finals that was my little flavor question at the end was yeah give me, give me, give gonna... me the fact i mean i might factor in we're building the pool for the finals <laughs> I, I genuinely <laughs> wanted to know what everybody doesn't want in there and then i was gonna put all that in <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So the pool for the finals will just be undesired factions only. Uh, that's our plan. Anyways, I hope you enjoy the interviews this year. This is, you know, please please enjoy this episode because to me, this is what they win by getting to the finals is yeah. uh, they get to hang out with Matt, you know? Okay, we are here now with the semifinal game six winner. It's Necro Dies Twice. Hello, welcome. How's it going? Great, great. Very happy to be here. Glad for the chance to talk about it. I think we mentioned this in even your game, but uh, please feel free to share uh, what your name means for those who might have lived under a rock or be uh, just missing the pun that is happening within your username. It is from uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, one of my favorite games, and a, a Discord name I made before thinking through that having the name Necro in my name would uh-huh. be a huge problem. <laughs> so you actually, I had, after my 2021 game, I had commented that I hated my name, but then that game went so terribly that I never went back and looked at it again, so I don't know if anyone made any suggestions for changes. <laughs> but you suggested Necro dies twice, which uh-huh. I actually think is very good. I might I might change it for the finals. I don't know <laughs> if that's jinxing myself. I have back and forth on that. Sure, sure. Uh, so Sekiro is uh, one of Hunter's favorite games as well. It's, it's, I think, among, or maybe definitely his favorite from software game. Uh, it's extraordinarily difficult. Uh, 
is that is that the kind of thing that appeals to you like huge very very difficult things is that like what kind of gamer you are um yeah i like things that i think they all of the from software games have a nice tight loop of doing something again and again until oh, sure. you've mastered it and then having that satisfaction what do you do for a living Sekiro, Nekiro uh, dies twice. <laughs> <laughs> I am a uh, high school English teacher. Oh, which, very cool. uh, Yeah. I always, when, when someone says they're a teacher, my <laughs> instinct is to go, thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> That's, well, you know, you're welcome. But no, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that to me. I, I, I actually really enjoy it. Good, um, good. I think the skills that you need to be an effective teacher mm. are pretty similar to being effective in a Twilight Imperium game. Please elaborate uh, on that. <laughs> I mean, there, there's so much I could say, but it's you're taking a group of people hmm. and you kind of got to get them on your wavelength. <laughs> but with high school kids, you can't, you can't make it that obvious that that's what you're doing. You can't <laughs> say to a high school kid, like, you should do this. Uh-huh. That will guarantee they don't do it. <laughs> you need them to you need to get them there in a kind of quiet roundabout way where maybe they don't ever realize that they're doing what you want. That is hilarious. So for you, your competitors are not the intellectual level of high schoolers, but you do have to treat them the same as high schoolers who refuse to be taught. Your opponents are, are players who refuse to let you win and you have to convince them it's okay for you to win. Much like you must convince students that they want to learn what books do for them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I actually, I think all people are like that yeah. to some extent where you need to be a little bit roundabout. And I think even when it is something truly in a student's best interest or a game competitor's best interest, mm -hmm. like th th that, that's not enough. Like you're, no one is a fully rational actor like you can offer someone a deal that's good for both of you oh sure but if you offer it wrong or don't describe it right they won't they'll just be like no right Right. Even if it genuinely is good for both of you, you still need to really think about right. how you're presenting it. And I got to say, it's something that I've gotten. It's just something that I feel like I've gotten better at. I feel yeah. like that was actually my one of my biggest weaknesses starting off was I didn't do a good job of selling stuff uh -huh. at the table. And I did have to be get very conscious about what am I doing that's turning people off mm -hmm. to my deals and think about how to change that up. So that's very fitting. Your your prelims game this year was game 20, and you were up against semi previous semifinalist Connors and previous finalist Kool-Aid, and Kool-Aid is known for the same kind of De you know deal making and wheeling and dealing and he he you know he'll play dirty when it comes to like end game uh win making or whatever he'll he'll get in there and he'll figure out solutions and your game 20 victory was w one of the rare round 4 wins where you just sort of snuck it out from every uh, under everybody and the semifinal game was sort of the same thing which is you were playing Hakan. Game game uh, 20 was Nasroka another tradey faction so both of your games are evidence of that like swindling deal making and you were even Hakan, when all of the pressure was on Hakan at this point, uh, and th there was a whole thing in your semifinal game where 
right from the get-go, the players were against you because you snuck a custodian's and you were going to score round one, but you completely talked one of your neighbors out of doing anything about your slice, even though it like very much was probably the right call to to do something to undercut you. You you like deftly dodged that and then remained under the radar until it was time to win the game, basically. They were very similar games. They were very similar games in that I felt like I was... And honestly, not the type of game I particularly like to have. Not necessarily representative of most of my games. (laughs) Um, My favorite faction for a long time was uh, Cabal. So these are not... Interesting. Can you talk about that then? What what is... So you you seem to be good at deal-making, but you don't actually consider yourself... A player who likes deal making what what would you prefer to have happen in a game i think that those deal making factions are the best factions sure and i do think that is the way to win i think for a long time i i have an urge to be more aggressive Uh and to win a little bit more on the table and be able to say like yeah no deal like i'm just taking this right and i tried to play the game like that for a while I want, I've played Cabal when POK first came out. I played Cabal more than any. I, I don't get to play that much. I played Cabal six times probably in my first 10 POK oh. games, which is a lot more than I play most factions. Yeah. Never won. Never could <laughs> quite make it work. That's Cabal for you. So, yeah. I, and I thought when I saw Cabal's tool set, I was like, this is a powerhouse. But I, I think that experience with Cabal was helpful mm-hmm. in sort of forcing me to the conclusions of like, you gotta, you have to ha- work with the other players quite a bit right. and cultivate those strong relationships. Right. And so the factions that have those extra tools to do that, I think are always gonna fare better. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, so you're adaptable to working within the meta nowadays. And you think maybe that's something you've learned within the last I guess, year, year and a half since POK released, basically. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, do you have any current favorite factions? It sounds like uh, Cabal was a big one at, at a point, but is that still a top dog for you? Or is there any other factions you're like hoping to get a hold of in the finals? I do love Nasroka. Okay, um, yeah. I think Nasroka is a super, I think one of the most versatile um, in terms of having some real punch to it with their, with their mechs. Sure. I like that. I like early game factions. I like that Nasroka can very consistently go for around one custodians. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that versatility. But no, I wouldn't say I have. I, I have. I love the game. So if I had started listing favorite factions, it would be probably more than half of them. I'm not. I'm. I'm not a big fan of Extra. I okay. guess. Yeah. Yeah. L one. What is it about L1? Just nothing nothing worth wheeling and dealing with. It's I, I think there's a lot of people that are like diehard L1 players, but I don't know what it is that makes them diehard. So I'm interested for you what makes you, what makes you push away from something like L1. So I had a thing I had a bat so in 2021 was my first time. I'd been playing I've been playing uh TI for pretty consistently for several for I, th- I think I start around episode 50 in okay. Space Cats, Peace Turtles. Okay. I had a good, uh, consistent live group. Um, and so, actually, because of uh, Weird Bear Calculating Poet put together a Players Guild in New York City, which we oh, were cool. having games like weekly. Yeah. Um, so, the first half of my TI experience was not online. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then, you know, pandemic, I moved out of the city and started getting involved more on the online scene and starting to have to shift my meta. But anyway, 21 was the first tournament I played in. And an important lesson I learned from that tournament was to just kind of go with what feels good to you. Mm-hmm. I got, I was in the white slice. I drafted the white slice, had Primor in front and a red skip to the left. Mm-hmm. And I'd thought about, I'd thought a lot before the game about what a great slice that was for Mahakt. Yeah. And I had the chance to take Mahakt. But I was paying too much attention to the tournament, so I knew Mahakt had like <laughs> not, not doing, won yeah. any games, <laughs> and L one had been doing really well. Uh-huh. So I, so even though I in a vacuum I I would have taken Mahakt, I was like, oh, but that's so see, interesting. And so I took L one, and it, it just it didn't make sense. Yeah, and yeah. I play. I made a. I mean, I made a bunch of mistakes in that game, but I felt like that was the core mm-hmm. beginning of not trusting myself and so with this tournament i actually very intentionally didn't follow the statistics before my game because i didn't want good to let that throw me (laughs) off that's great uh do you uh do you get into any other or do you have a history of any other gaming as it were outside of ti the big game that i played a lot was poker that was big in my high school my high school was right around the initial boom of it. And then it was also right at the beginning of a lot of people starting to play online. Yeah. It was, it was more open then. It was easier to play online. More people could get on. Yeah. And so I played not like, not professionally, not crazy successful, but I made enough money playing poker online to make a difference in my life wow. at that young okay. age. You know, they were big, big scores for me. Yeah, that's very exciting to hear. Not only just because like, I mean, I think poker players in general are good, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and call you the spiritual successor of the tournament one winner, Nine of Spades, who was also a a professional or semi-professional poker player. And I think follows a lot of the same trajectory that you do of like working with the table to make sure nobody's paying attention to their game as much as they're paying attention to everybody else's game and just this this kind of mastery of the social aspect while still obfuscating their their path to victory so necro dies twice and their first death was as nine of spades perhaps i i think is what i'm putting out into the ether <laughs> they're shockingly similar games yeah, yeah i think twilight imperium is more fun but they are <laughs> they're very similar in having a medium heavy technical side, mm-hmm. a lot of math, uh, a lot of a, a lot of a technical sides that you can master and learn from books and, and develop on sure. consistently. Sure. And then a, a lot of deception. I think I think TI is at root very much a game of deception. Yeah. And a social game. And a social game where, going back to that high school thing, no one, myself included, is capable of playing fully rationally. Yeah. You're playing against yourself, trying to like stay focused, try not to let emotions get the better of you, and also being able to recognize how emotions are affecting other people. Yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am very excited then to uh, to see you in the finals. Necrodize twice. Congratulations on making it this far. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in the 2022 championship match. Best of luck. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for putting this on. Thanks.
So I'm here with uh with Nerf Zerg. I'm really excited uh, to talk to you today. Where where are you coming at us from, Nerf Zerg? I am from Denmark, a little town north of Copenhagen. Awesome. Yeah, always love when the Euros get represented in the finals. And I feel like Nerf Zerg. How long, actually? I wanted to know this because I I didn't know much about you as a player before I saw you in the semifinals. That Matt had, I think it was Matt or somebody else had mentioned. Uh, that you were that you were good, and then I should uh, have my eyes on you. How long have you been playing Twilight Imperium? I have actually only played since uh, the beginning of 2021. Wow! So I'm fairly new in the in the Twilight Imperium universe. So you're pretty fresh into it. How how intensely have you been playing in that period of time? Uh, not so much uh, six player games. I've played uh, quite a lot of four player games online with uh, my live group where we have played maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 games, and then a couple of six-player games. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So a lot of four-player. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a, a whole other uh, ball game than six-player games. Yeah, totally, totally. I'm, uh, I, you know, I famously love uh, four-player games. I'm very famous for that. Um, that is a joke. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk to you specifically about your semifinals game. You had a, a kind of interesting... Uh, win. I remember it being we're going into the final round you have like kind of a, a, the best shot at the table and then you yeah. did something interesting. You sort of threw it away. What was what was your logic in that? Did you feel like you were about to get Winslade or what was up? Uh, yes, I did feel like I was going to get Winslade. Um, my reasoning was that going into the round picking Diplo I had seven trade goods and keeping uh, my home system, I would need additional uh, an additional seven trade goods. So that would be the frontier explore with two trade goods and the other relic with uh, trade goods. Yeah. So you felt you felt like the margins were really really tight for that win. Yeah, but uh, regardless of which uh, relic I would draw, I needed to score my secret, and uh, I only had one shot. Or one pos uh, one uh, target to m score, uh, make an example, and that was the Titans uh, system in our equidistant. Ooh. And there was one one infantry on that planet, but I needed him to use the agent on uh, someone else. So in my reasoning, I didn't really go from twenty to ten percent win. I I thought more of it as I I went from zero to ten percent, trying to go for the shot play I rather see. than. Uh, rather than trying for the uh, the uh, trade goods option. Yeah, this is you're kind of illustrating a flaw in, I think, the way commentators have to commentate, which is, and I kind of love this flaw, by the way. I don't even really consider it a problem, but we always just kind of end up assuming everyone can score their secrets and then working from that. But you were working from, I can't score this secret, so I need to change my plan, and if I change it to try to draw a shard out of the relic deck, then that's better than 10% is actually quite a bit better than 0%. Yes, that was uh, that's that's my take on it. But looking back on it, I could have played it a bit differently. I could have uh, a better way would have been to uh, first action use Sling Relay and uh, get a Dread from my uh, one of the forward dock back to the home system. And then uh, 
Diplo and refreshing the planets I spent for that, that would have been better and that would have gotten me 20% rather than 10. Rather than 10, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I but, see. But that, 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 that course uh, wasn't readily apparent to me. I, I, I couldn't see that path uh, when I played. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's quite a bit. I mean, I think it's it's quite a bit of pressure to be actually in the game. And generally speaking, it can be a lot easier to see those paths when you are kind of on the outside of it. Um, how do you, how are you feeling about the finals? Are you are are you like in it? Are you are you preparing, or are you gonna kind of just kind of go in and play your game? Uh, I will try to prepare, but uh, I haven't really uh, gotten to know if we get the finals map and faction pool beforehand, or uh, what's going to happen, or if it's just here it is. Good luck. Yeah, that's when we uh, start the game. That's a really great question. I think the answer for you is that you will get uh, like maybe about a week's uh, head notice. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Matt might be frustrated with this might not even be in the episode because Matt has cut it out or he left it in. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Nerf Zerg as 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 kind of a new face um, in uh, I almost said professional Twilight Imperium uh, esports competitive Twilight Imperium. I'll at least say. Um, how would you describe your own like style of play? What what parts of the game are you most interested in? Uh, I really enjoy the trading aspect, but mostly uh, over uh, whispers. Uh, I really try to be friendly with uh, either one of my neighbors and uh, just uh, float each other's boat and uh, try to get uh, my one of my neighbors to nine points, and he will help me get to nine. And then uh, We'll see who who will win. Yeah, and usually, uh, I'm not sh I'm not sure how much I should say, but I'll I'll try to do it on my uh, left neighbor because I'll be before him in a speaker order. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Let's let's float all boats, but in a uh, direction where I have the speaker order advantage. Well, that's cool. This is yeah. sounding very uh, kind of big Al Cappuccino. Uh, let's have uh, a sweet, nice game. Everyone can get to nine, but I will be the one that gets to ten. Yes. How are you feeling about? I'll just I'll just be frank. How are you feeling about uh, your chances in this game? I'm I'm kind of excited for you because I feel like there's been several times people have told me that you are a good player, so you have impressed some people. Um, Matt has told me this. There, there was uh, I don't know if it was Jasper. It was some somebody else had mentioned it to me before as well. Um, how are you feeling as far as cons confidence level? Uh, going into this finals game, uh, not not too much. Uh, I th <laughs> I think I think I'm one of the less experienced players in the uh, in the finals game. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll I've I've considered myself an underdog going into this. Um, I'll just need the luck to be on my side. Yeah, uh, which it has been since uh, the. Well, this is this will be my fourth game uh, in this tournament. Oh, so you came up from the qualifiers? Yes, I actually won as uh, the Buck Boys. Oh wow! Oh well, okay. Well, if that's the case, then my vote is uh, for you. Um, and I guess your name, uh, Nerf Zerg, is a little bit of a reference to uh, the Bug Boys as well. Um, yeah. Would you say are they? What? Who's your? Are they your favorite faction? Uh, the Bug Boys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, they they are my favorite faction, or maybe NRA. I really love the uh, min maxing available to NRA. Yeah. With um, if 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 
I can get everything online. I think NRA is uh, stupidly good. Yeah. But they, uh but that's probably not going to happen. They are of course the best faction for they're definitely the best faction for trying to draw shard um as well for that for that tenth point. So yeah, that makes sense to me. Um yes. well I'm excited uh for you, Nerf Zerg, and I hope uh maybe I will rig it for you and put the bug boys into the finals pool and then we'll hopefully we'll see some uh some good bug boys play. So I hope to see that. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, that'd be super fun. Well, hey, it was great talking to you, Nerf Zerg. Um, and I very much look forward to seeing you in the finals. Thank you. All right, I'm now joined by Jono uh, from Melbourne, but by way of Germany. How is it going? I'm very well. Looking forward to it. So Germany, huh? You were saying in our pre-interview, you're you've been learning German, or you learned German a long time ago. How how long have you been a part of the plan to be in Germany? Um, the plan was quite uh, spontaneous. Uh, my girlfriend's German, and I sort of ended up here unexpectedly, and then decided to stay. And wow. uh, that was about four years ago that I moved here. So then I had to learn German the first year. Yeah, but now it's all fine. <laughs> Well, so, uh, you know, Germany is, of course, kind of a hub, a mecca of board games, as it were. So I guess first and foremost, I'm curious if you get up to any other board games besides Twilight Imperium in kind of a as as heavy of a sense uh, as you do Twilight Imperium. Uh, yeah, I play with a board game club that we uh, generally play once a week um, before the pandemic, but I haven't many managed to make it to uh the essen um board game convention yet oh, yeah. i'd like, love to do that um but i have been around uh europe a bit with uh infinity actually to go to a few different tournaments okay so, infinity you know, so infinity for those who don't know because this is something i just learned is a a miniatures game so a miniatures uh war game a la your Warhammer or or what else um but so you you play competitively with infinity uh, i do and uh before the pandemic i thanks to the extremely cheap flights that you can get through Ryanair, <laughs> have been to tournaments in spain and italy wow um uh for that uh, as well as here in germany there's a few satellite tournaments um and it's quite a good scene in europe itself have you have you had any good successes uh yet with infinity in europe no but in in australia at our uh cancon our big tournament i did manage to get uh i think it was fourth once, wow nice um, out of a tournament about 70 people which was pretty good so what what kind of war game is infinity and how, i mean how does it relate to i guess your skills in twilight imperium yeah so it's a two-player skirmish game with a quite a complex but intuitive sort of cinematic rule set, which uh, lends itself to plans failing quite often hmm. and then having to come up with clever solutions using the tools that you've got. And there's quite a bit of discussion with your opponent about how to interpret different rules and how oh, you're going to use the terrain, um, <laughs> which lends itself quite well, I find, to uh, finding solutions to problems in Twilight Period, which yeah, definitely. there often are. You just got to get other players on board to uh, let you do them <laughs> right and and the rules are very often somewhat interpretive in twilight imperium as well as it yeah, would seem right. <laughs> uh well let's talk about your your history in the tournament so far uh you you joined in as a waitlister in 2021 i'll note in the game in which alice won as titans which is a game we've talked about a number of times but but then this year i noticed a uh, a, a trend in your games in this year's tournament which is uh very long first off both of your games were over 11 hours to no fault of your own uh 
And both games were these massive win sleigh fests and people stretching for wins. And then in both instances, the table just kind of forgot to do anything about Jono's win. And Jono lucked into it. Like, you, you seem to have a skill of going dark in the final round as everyone fights around you and you just dodge any of the table heat to then suddenly... Uh, and now I'm going to score my points and win the game. And everyone goes, oh, oh, shoot. Whoops, we forgot or whatever. Uh, it, do, do you think that's normal for you? Uh, well, I mean, this is the majority of my thought experience. So I have to say yes. Uh, but I don't <laughs> think it's not it's not deliberate on my part. Sure. Um, but certainly both games going so long have meant that they gone, they've gone into the early hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. So the last hour of each game, I've sat there completely exhausted. Yeah. Just... Uh, hoping the game will end and then in the semis game i was lucky with the uh, second uh, objective draw that it was already a scored um objective for me as necro right. so i didn't actually have to do anything um, <laughs> just continue to dodge the heat yeah yeah uh, well, right. i was just lucky so i mean what stylistically or or what what are kind of your preferences when it comes to twilight imperium what what kind of player would you describe yourself as yeah i think i'm a very cooperative player i love the idea that all the players get to be in it to win it Mm -hmm. at the end Mm -hmm. um i do like space risk but it seems a bit of a waste of time if your player gets knocked out early especially when the table needs them to win slay later in the game so my goal would definitely be to find a buddy and then uh, get each other to the end, uh, preferably the whole table, but it's hard to yeah. form that kind of relationship. Yeah, I mean, I'll note that in both of your games this year, um, you were kind of a powerhouse plastic. I mean, you were Necro and you were Clan Asar, so two, like, generally conceived of as very strong factions, but in both of them, you certainly played them with a diplomatic edge. You played them finding a buddy, locking things in, you know, c- protecting a flank the whole game, despite sort of maybe what could be an argument of like, oh, we should be doing something about Sar from the get-go. You seem to like find a friend and just like, listen, I don't need to be your typical aggressive neighborhood Sar. Yeah, I think objective-wise, the game just doesn't, I mean, it didn't, in my game, so I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to yeah. be a more aggressive because the objectives didn't agree with it. I mean, I'd love to do it. I'd love to just play Space Rigs and we all just have big <laughs> battles and, and blow each other up. But uh, I do actually want to win. So I yeah. just don't want to, I can't do that. And it just costs too much to have war. Definitely. Um, so I'd much rather we all just get through it diplomatically and then we can have big battles at the end, which is still cool. Absolutely. Uh, do you have any, you know, factions you're hoping end up in your hands in the in the finals or any you're specifically hoping don't show up at the table yeah i mean i don't enjoy having mentak at the table with Mm -hmm. all the pillaging um and i'd rather not have necros so that every player can get whatever tech they like without having to worry about (laughs) crazy combos um and i do love arborek so wow best would be if i could get arborek with a sardak buddy and then i get (laughs) mama and then we just do infantry no ships and uh, that would be fun yeah we you had uh somewhat close to that in your uh semis game with visionescoing a shipless sardak not not the arborek side of things but there was certainly some Uh, i had a deal with arborek player to get litani too yeah um but it just didn't work out in the end. Wow, man, uh, what a what a nuisance that would have been. So, have you been scoping out any of your uh, competition? Are you are you the kind of player who does a bunch of research before the game, or or are you one of those intuitive players that 
doesn't want to overthink things. Ah, uh, neither. I think I just don't have the time to look through all the, uh, <laughs> okay. the games from my opponents. Yeah, uh, and I've never played with any of them, so um, I'm looking forward to listening to this episode. Oh yeah, to find out what they're like. This will become your research. Then you can go back and listen to some stats, uh, qualifier reports too of the of the yeah. semis and and perhaps prelims. Uh, well, very cool, Jono. I'm I'm very excited to have you in the finals. I'm excited for. Not only more European representation, but more Australian representation, even though you are uh, in Germany currently. It's it's rare for us to get Australians into the mix. I suppose the best path is to not be in the worst of the time zones for the tournament and just be in the second worst mm. of the time zones, which is what you are in. Yeah, I really look forward to the game. It's going to be great. I'm here with uh, Nerd Y2K. Should I call you Nerd Y2K? Nerd Y2K is fine, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what? Actually, why is it Nerd Y2K? You're just re referencing that uh, the Millennium bug, the fear that. Well, I don't even remember what the Y2K thing was. What? What? What's up with that? Basically, when I first got an Xbox 360 back <laughs> in 2008, and I was in I was in high school, just to. Um, I, I was just trying to come up with a name. It's like, well, I'm, uh, I'm playing Halo 3, so obviously I'm a nerd, but I should, but obviously the word nerd is taken. Yeah. But, oh, Y2K, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Let me just tack that on at the end. So, and then I just been kind of riding that for the yeah. last couple of years. For... Oh, no, I hear you. I'm, you know, I mean, if not for the show, I would still be, I think my, my Xbox, I've never revealed this. My Xbox user tag was, uh. Wham dog, W H A M D O G, like hot dog, but instead of hot, it's wham, uh, and that's just something I heard a kid say one time. Um, anyways, that's not important. What is important is talking about uh, Twilight Imperium Nerd Y Two K. You are one of the finalists. Let's talk about your semis game first. So your semis game, kind of infamous. <laughs> I'm wondering how you felt about it, about that game. Uh, well, first thing is I feel lucky to be in America and not in Europe during that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> had somebody in England and one person even in Poland, and that was, uh, I feel really bad for them. Yeah, that was very rough for them. Um, it was, it was the longest, uh, tournament game in Space Cats Peace Turtles history. Um, and it's <laughs> safely the longest. It's so long, in fact, that YouTube didn't wouldn't let us <laughs> upload it as one video file. Uh, it's just a fun little thing I want to reveal. Yeah, and I mean, it's hard enough to convince my friends, like, hey, you should watch me play this game for <laughs> eight hours and just see me live playing Twilight Imperium. But when you get to the point where you have to send them two different YouTube videos, watch this one, and then when you're done with that, watch <laughs> that one. That becomes a real hard sell. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, I mean, my whole, expl when people ask me what I do for a living, it's a, it's just a complete hard, it's an impossible sell. Um, they have, <laughs> they have no idea, and I don't, I, I can't even explain it anymore. Um, but yeah, so you are the winner of uh, a very, very long, grueling game. Um, I feel like the way it played out, if, if I'm going to liken the way it played out, it was sort of like, everyone wins Slade as hard as they could at every opportunity and then they just couldn't yeah. get you basically is kind of how it went down. is that fair is that a fair sum summary yeah i'd say so i mean there was pretty solid effort sometime i can't even remember i think round four i was trying to grab mechatol and barony managed to put up such a defense that i had to burn my hero and i couldn't i still couldn't get mechatol so 
there's effort against me. The way I think about it is everybody got Winslade in turn, and then when it just came back to me, that like I happened to be the first one for the second round of Winslade, and everyone was spent by then. Oh yeah, you're cr yeah yeah. Sorry, it's hard for me to keep every event of this game, this particular Wait, game, in my head. But yeah, I do remember that. You didn't rewatch the VOD in preparation for this interview? Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I, I will never, ever look upon that video again. I will never see that. <laughs> I don't know what I said or what, you know, what really transpired, but that one is uh, locked to time uh, for me. I want to talk a little bit about, you mentioned in before we started recording, a little bit about your prelims game, too. It sounds like your prelims game was a little bit wacky as well. What, what was up with that one? Yeah, so I think there was a bit of controversy about the first prelims game just because Nalu tried to strike some sort of deal with Titans and, and call it a gambit that basically gave the Nalu a very, very high chance of winning involved like getting their Imperial Rider through or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Titans essentially said... I'm not interested in giving you such a strong chance of winning. And they said, well, how about this as a gambit? Either you help me or I'm just going to win make somebody else. Biden said, I'm not, that's extortion, not going to do it. And essentially they picked, Nalu picked me and gave me the zero token. Oh, I and see. And I ended up winning that round. Now, I had leadership, so I already had the initiative in scoring for that round. But I think that game still left a pretty bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Ooh. Not really. I don't okay, blame cool. Them, yeah. So, I mean, maybe you're like the heel. You know what I mean? I mean, not oh not, not on purpose, <laughs> but like you've been appointed uh, it. Exactly. Yeah. People are just going to. Yeah, basically, yeah. To all the people wondering how to stop me, just don't give me the zero token and you'll probably be fine i guess yeah yeah just don't yeah i mean and I, I who knows if nalu will be in the pool or even what the finals map will be i think we're i think we're going to be releasing that i think i've mentioned that in every interview um but hopefully you'll have that i want to ask this um mm -hmm. let's let's talk about specifically this upcoming game first of all nerd y2k um i've seen you play a lot but for those that haven't seen you play what kind of player would you liken yourself as like what 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 do you like to emphasize in the game i don't know i like consistent i don't, I don't really like taking that many risks in my game yeah. i like to just uh like uh in my semis game i was i was first choice and i just picked soul just i i just wanted a consistent faction no risks i don't mm -hmm. like combat unless i absolutely have to that sort of thing. Trying to get what I can out of deal making and trades if I can absolutely help it. Right. So yeah. kind of a, a steady, like measured approach might be a way to put it. Yeah, um, that might be a good way to put it. Yeah. Do you do a lot of um a prep? Are you gonna be like thinking about this game beforehand or are you gonna show up just ready to play your game essentially? If I can help it, I'm gonna do some prep. But I also said that about the semis game and all I was able to do was like some practice drafts at a time. So that might be the extent of it I'm able to get in, unfortunately. Hey, I mean I think a practice draft is uh better than, than no practice at all. Um That's fair. I'll say this. I'm one thing I'm really excited about uh for this finals group is, you know, I get up and move to New York City, and then, you know, this year, I don't know if you know this, but three, three of y'all are East Coast, U.S. 
people. So the East oh, wow. Coast, real strong that. this year. I know you are in New York. Um, mm-hmm. And last year, our winner, Teddy, was in New York. Just give me this. What are the chances that New York is going to win the SCPT finals two years running? What do you, what do you, what do you give me as far as your chances? Uh, well, I think that depends on whether or not you show me the script ahead of time, New Yorker to New Yorker. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I could just come by your place, right? And be like, this is... Yeah, exactly. Just uh, like hand it off to a bike messenger and send it my way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll leak the script to you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. All right. Well, hey, man, real good talking to you. Looking forward to seeing your game. Uh, I hope you play well. Win it for New York, baby. New York, New York. <laughs> right? Yeah, pleasure's all mine. And now we are here with Cody TCT, the 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 letters that keep on going. It's Cody. How is it going? <laughs> going well. Thanks for having me, Matt. Of course. Uh, well, thank you for all the splendid play so far in the tournament that let me get to now sit here and interview you. Uh, some things we were noticing in <laughs> your pre- your prelims game, which if, if uh, people <laughs> watching want to go back listening want to go back and watch it's game 27 and then you know your semis game was game number one uh we noted though both games federation of soul both (laughs) games ended status phase with you holding imperial so you outlasted everyone else's scoring order and still scored on the eight in the status phase in both your prelims game and semis game this year what is the secret to outlasting your opponents (laughs) (laughs) well i i think soul is kind of uniquely suited to do well at that um they they've got a lot of tools to be able to let you delay a little bit over and over again um that being said i always got pretty lucky at a couple of those instances as well um i think in both of those cases i was sitting on imperial and there were um i think it was pbs faction both it was argent for one extra for the other that if they top decked the secret um they won i couldn't do anything about it so um, I kind of held on to Imperial in both cases, not really sure if I was actually going to make a Mechatol play, mm-hmm. but knowing that I I had a couple of options either with that or potentially drawing a, a new secret if I needed it, um, but holding on to it as long as I did, I think helped me just kind of limit the options for the other players. Right, um, right. So that just the powerhouse of of a somewhat stally faction into a faction good on the ground for taking Mechatol. So in, in both situations, just timing out speaker order well enough so that you at least have the option of Imperial with a faction that knows how to handle, I guess, the requirements of what Imperial brings for them. Yeah, I mean, it, again, a luck luck comes into that too. And that first game, I I got lucky that I had that first pick after um, oh, it was a public execution. Oh, right. That yeah so um i can't take all the credit (laughs) hey everybody has some luck to get to the finals it's there's there's no other way to win in ti than at least a little bit you got to set yourself up so that the luck goes in the right direction just uh just ask mantis maybe i don't know Uh, so uh i i'm curious then if soul is one of your preferred factions or do you do you prefer playing kind of plastic focused or were either of these games actually even leaning into what you would consider your strengths in TI? Soul is, I think it's that and L1 are probably the two factions that I've played the most frequently. Okay. Um, and I definitely do like Soul. I don't think I'm a very aggressive player. I much prefer 
uh, a boat floating meta, um, mm-hmm. even like treating the first three rounds like it's a cooperative game to some extent. Right. But I like to have that plastic on the board just in case the other players at the table disagree. Yeah. This is a great point to bring up maybe why you uh, have that as a as a kind of automatic thing you do of building up the plastic because uh, <laughs> listeners at home may not know that you are from the same play group in the same area as uh, other popular players, Vision S and Jayhan. Jayhan, of course, being a notable plastic forward punch when you can kind of player. So you've come up having to learn how to defend against Jayhan while sitting at the same table as the constantly finding really smart deals and little clever plays as Celia. So you've had you've been forced to play both games because of this like power couple of the two ends of the TI spectrum. Yeah, I I got to meet them last summer while I was trying to recruit people for a for a game and a mutual friend said, "Do you mind if I invite my friend and um, and his partner?" They they play a lot. <laughs> quite the understatement. Um, and that that has really been. Um, I, I've definitely become a much better player from getting the opportunity to to play against them. Um, I think my game is closer to Celia's, though she obviously she is a better player than I am. What's amazing about y'all's group is I believe you all might be the winningest singular like in-person group in tournament history. You've made it to this finals. Celia has made it to semifinals in the past. Jayhan won a 14-point tournament on the TI Thank online you. Discord. I mean, the the that group has some just like real power coming out of it in in general. And none of us won our last IRL game. So, <laughs> so yeah, there's I, a fourth player amongst you yeah. ready to take the throne next year. <laughs> Yeah, I might not be in the top three in the Syracuse area. <laughs> so, Cody, what else, what other hobbies do you have that you think contribute to to your ability to, to play this game at such a high level? I guess my the biggest other hobby I have is I play um, and coach Ultimate Frisbee, mm-hmm. um, which I've been doing since um, actually before college even, which is definitely an endurance sport. Um, right. The, uh, yeah, tournaments, we play three or four games straight, and I, I think that that actually does translate well for TI, so I was yeah. definitely ready for kind of a 12-hour commitment um, for something. Right. And it's a type of sport that kind of rewards you for um, doing better as other people tire out. So okay. <laughs> that, yeah. that makes a lot... Yeah, keeping I, fresh yeah. while everyone else falls to pieces around you or whatever. Um, and you said coaching in there as well, um, and that's something I feel like I've noticed a lot amongst players is the people who are coaches or teachers or frequently you know tasked mm-hmm. with helping others along the way whether it's exclusively in ti or in kind of their whole life it seems like the the teachers of the world make for very very good ti players does that feel true to you yes i i definitely think um anytime you have to teach someone else how to do something uh, you have to learn that thing really well yourself yeah um so i yeah i taught three or four different play groups how to play or how to do Twilight Imperium, and I've uh, jumped into the the Learn to Play servers oh, and cool. tried to teach a few games there. And that's it. Definitely, kind of forces you to pay attention not just to what's in front of you, but what's happening for the entire table, and mm-hmm. kind of think about things more in depth than than what you would have to if you were if you were just playing um, playing on your own, playing for yourself with a group who already knows what they're doing. Right, learning learning more above the table uh, mm-hmm. work rather than just like making sure the strategy right in front of you uh, makes any sense or whatever. I, th- I think that, that mm-hmm. tracks a lot. 
Um, well, are is there any uh, factions? Uh, I mean, you've said Soul and L1. Is there anything for the finals that you are hoping doesn't show up or hoping does show up in terms of uh, factions or, I don't even know, slice styles? I mean, what, what's what's kind of the right setup for you going into this finals? Yeah, there, I mean, there's still a handful of factions that I haven't played yet. So there, there are definitely a few that... Um, I would shy away from <laughs> uh, actually in the semis. I about an hour before the semis started, I decided to uh, do a little mock draft for myself to see what would happen if I had first pick. Mm-hmm. I, I went faction first and ended up kind of like forcing myself into a faction that I was not at all comfortable with, which is why I changed my mind and went sole first pick um, for that, which worked out pretty well. I, I felt like I've been approaching my games in general different while mm-hmm. preparing for the tournament because rather than like trying to play each faction getting a getting a taste of each of them i've there are definitely a handful that i've been trying to get multiple games in just to get that comfort level up um so i've got a few in my bag that i i'll feel good about but um i don't want to mention all the ones I oh would not sure feel no <laughs> okay but i think that's awesome i think i like that idea that just i would rather focus on mastery of something so that i'm fully prepared if i get the right you know, factions or whatever, rather mm-hmm. than trying to get a single game in as every single faction. It's like, no, 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 I need to, I need to know exactly what to do as X faction so that if I do get a hold of them, then I'm smooth sailing from there. So I am really looking forward to post tournament getting back to trying a couple <laughs> new ones and <laughs> yeah. hopefully doing some more teaching games. I, I'm really looking forward to, you know, getting a chance to learn a new faction myself while teaching a new group of players. Yeah, I think we're all looking forward to post tournament <laughs> when this game is allowed to be uh, fun and casual again. Yeah. So, but yes. before then, I just can't wait to see you in the finals coming up so soon. Uh, so, Cody, thank you so much for taking the time out and uh, joining me and helping everyone learn a little bit more about you. And very excited to see you in the finals. Yeah, thanks, Matt. It's a pleasure talking to you. Let's get into it. Um, how about it? Um, so, Mantis, I'm here with you today. Uh, we're going to talk about how how you are going to be the winner of the Twilight Imperium Finals. You uh, you played in our first tournament and you got to the semifinals. Do you remember? Do you remember what happened that made you? Because I think in those days you got two two tries too to get to the finals. You got a regular semifinals round and then a knockout round. Do you, are you the type of player? Do you get like crushed whenever you don't make it? Lately, no. I, when I first started playing, I like I had overthought everything and the type of person that would lose sleep after a game, running things through my head. And like after a, a while, for that, it kind of you know, I kind of realized what am I doing to myself? So I, I kind of just <laughs> took a step back and <laughs> decided I was just going to take a more chill approach to it, and I don't lose any more sleep over TI, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Where, when do you feel like that switch happened? Because it's funny, it's funny that because I don't remember you ever being like that. I always remember you as probably the the chillest person I played with that had most of the game in their head. You know what I mean? I've never thought of you as like the guy that's gonna stop the game in its tracks to think about every possibility. It's like you're generally uh, kind of fast and on the fly. When when do you feel like that switch happened? Yeah, I don't think I spent too much time like during games. It was more like after game, just going over things in my head, being like, "Why did I do that?" or "Or, or why did I do this?" or something like that. Whereas it wasn't really in the moment; it was more after the fact. Yeah, I get that. I do. 
I do a lot of that myself, and then I kind of just, like, um, get tired of it, and uh, I just give up, uh, basically. I'll be, like, going over the stuff, and I'll be like, oh, okay. Because you say, you say a lot of weird stuff to yourself whenever you think like that. You'll be like, oh, well, next time I'm in this exact specific situation, uh, I will do something different. But how often do you find yourself in the exact same situation in Twilight Imperium? I feel like right. it basically <laughs> never happens. Like, every, every situation you're in in T.I., you either make the right decision or you make the and, and you're like, oh, cool, that's awesome. Well, I owned that or you make the wrong decision and you will never, ever get a shot at doing that over again, basically, um, which is kind of a hilarious aspect of it. Mantis, do you feel like on the spectrum of uh, T.I. is, you know, fully random and the player is just kind of chosen and there's very little like like where are you on the spectrum of T.I. is a random game? and uh ti is all pure skill where would you find yourself on that continuum in the middle so i think there's like a it's like a skill floor if you will where if you're like if you if you know what you're doing up to a certain point then you're then you have a chance to win right and right. if you like once you reach that point there is a lot of randomness that goes on right so if you have a game with you know six people that are all above that point then it's probably going to be random chance at that point, right? But if you're unfamiliar with certain things, you're just not going to win at all. I, and I think POK probably shifted that a little bit. I think the base game probably leaned more towards the skill, and POK probably leans more towards the chance. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, both versions had the same kind of um, thinking, or just weighted one way versus the other, I think. Yeah, yeah. They, they both kind of had both aspects. Um, do you feel like, uh, ooh, this is a question I feel like I never think to ask anybody anymore, but just because it's been so long, and for me, it's almost like a, I don't even really care what the answer is, but as someone that did well in a base game Space Cats Peace Turtles tournament, and then now has progressed quite well in a POK tournament, which you feel like was the easier to do well in, the base game or POK? I think it's probably easier to do well in the base game, like I said, because I, I feel like it's that's more skill based in that aspect, mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's one or the other. I don't know if it matters too much, but yeah, I feel like there's definitely some people that sort of got lost in that transition, um, as far as going over to POK and feeling like, oh, you know, this isn't as stable as uh, it used to be. But I mean, you know, if the game's going to have more elements, there's going to be more uh, kind of pivot points where the RNG can kind of take over and create um, a new outcome. Yeah. I also think it depends on what what your strengths are in a player, right? So in POK, if your strength is more on the social side where you're good at talking to people, then you're going to do better. Whereas the base game is probably more analytical. Yeah. Because a lot of POK is, is, you know, trying to make sure that you're not in somebody's crosshairs towards the end of the game. Or if you are, to try to, you know, talk them out of it, maybe. Yeah. Well, actually... Speaking of being in somebody's crosshairs, um, something I feel like we've been talking about a lot lately um, on the show and just in the community is um, who should win Slay Who and what order it should happen, etc. And Mantis, you, you kind of already have uh, some kind of developed ideas on this. So what can you tell me about the Mantis chain of win slaying and how does it work? Oh, it's the perfect system, right? So... <laughs> If you're at the if you're in the last round of the game, or likely the last round of the game, and you're sitting there with warfare, and you've got three people in front of you that realistically have a chance to ten, then you don't need to worry about 
first two in initiative. All you need to worry about is the one that scores right before you, because if you waste your time killing leadership and diplo, then politics is just going to win because you have nothing left. So, and you can't act too early, right? Because if you knock out politics guy, for example, and the person with diplo cruises in because you can't stop them, and now politics has no incentive to stop diplo, then you know you're shooting yourself in the foot. So you have to force the you know the second person to stop the first person before you do anything. And so it's kind of a game of chicken at that point. Yeah, I th- I think it makes a lot of sense. I kind of wish I wish more people played. Uh, with this in mind, and you did something, um, I believe, in your semifinals game that I thought was quite interesting, where you had uh, kind of an early early lead, uh, which of course the other the other players took uh, notice of, um, and then after you got set back a little bit, you kind of negotiated it so that the player holding diplomacy would not play it because if they played it, you insisted that basically everyone that the that the chain of win slaying was over, and that whoever was you know, that Diplo player would win. And that worked. So I feel like the logic of it does make sense to people. Uh, I just wish, you know, I wish it was more uh, codified as far as, like, this is how people think of uh, the final round. And I I, I really like it. Um, because, honestly, I've played in a lot of games where people will get angry at me because I will stop playing. But mostly, it just feels like, after a certain point... If I'm going to stop the player that's not even going to win anyways, I'm not even really sure uh, what the point is. Or if if we're win slaying, if, if it's a five versus one win slay, and no one will have anything left in the tank for the next person in line to win, it just feels like we've chosen the winner um, and not actually competed against each other. Yeah, and, and, and Diplo is a perfect example of that. But I mean, like I said, it works for any card, right? Because Diplo, once you Diplo your home you're likely not losing it, right? So right. <clears throat> if you diplo your home, you better have a plan to stop the player with leadership because if I have politics and I don't have a way to win in the action phase, I'm not going to stop politics. What's the point? And that's I mean, that, that's if you're at nine points, right? It gets a little trickier if the diplo player is at eight points and you have to figure out what their secret is because at that point, well, if I can stop the leadership player and I have a reasonable shot at trying to figure out what your secret is, then I might help you. But if you're at nine points and you've got a public we can't stop, I'm just probably just passing at that point right right so you're going into the finals uh this is this is your your big shot at glory uh at at forever being enshrined as a scpt tournament winner uh do you are you the type of person do you do a lot of prep before something like this or do you just kind of you just going to kind of show up and be like all right i'm just going to play the game as i play it or yeah i'm 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 a little curious there do you are you one of these people that kind of like you're going to come in with a little bit of a plan or what don't do any prep. I didn't even look at the slices or factions for our draft pool for the semis. <laughs> I, kn- I knew Hakan was in it because the only thing that got mentioned in our, our thread was that we should all stop, not pick Hakan. And I was like, okay, that's good enough for me. Right, right. So that's that's all you were aware of. That's hilarious. I um I don't know where I got... So you played as uh, Nazaroka in your semis game. Um, are you? I feel like I've played against you as Nazaroka before and you played quite well. Is, is that a faction you're partial to? Or do you even... Are you even the type of person? Do you ha- even have factions that you're like, oh, I lean towards this or whatever? Do you or do you, are you just playing all of them whenever they come to you? Um, I kind of just play them all. I mean, there's certainly ones I don't like, but I I wouldn't say I have like a, a favorite one. Um, yeah. like who do you like? Who do you dislike? That's what I want to know. Um, I mean, some just are underwhelming. Like someone like Barony, right? I I like them base game. I I don't I don't hate them, but I also don't. I'm not excited by them or anything. Um, same with something like Yin. Although I haven't played much Yin with the latest changes so that might change things but yeah i've been working on that right now and uh let me tell you it's uh not super great not really loving it yeah 
but yeah, I would I wouldn't have a favorite. I'd more have like a there's probably about half of them that I I like and would be interested in playing, and the other half I'm just wait till I have you know I don't have a choice between the good ones. Right. So okay, finals wise, you're gonna you're you're no prep. We're just gonna get Mantis off the cuff as always. Uh, what do you think are your chances? What do you, do you think? Do you think you could win this thing? One to six. Huh? One in six. One in six. Yeah. Chance. <laughs> <laughs> I like how quickly you you threw that out there. Okay, how was that? Wow, what a closer from Mantis. What a beautiful yeah. little nugget there right at the end. What Turns a fun out <laughs> button. Yeah, you love it. You you got to love it when you're doing a podcast and somebody else gives you the button to go out on. <laughs> Feels good. Sucks having to, you know, just be here every week and kind of come manufacture your own button, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. It's Here's just the tough. button factory of Space Cats Peace Turtles. Yeah, I am the button factory. Thank you very much. You're the you're you're the introduction factory. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just sit here and wait for you to start the episode every week, you know. Do do I want to come up with an introduction sometimes? Yeah, sure. Do I do that? No. No. Why never. would I? Yeah. Yeah. Never. I never give him the chance. Hey, uh, this was so fun. Uh, I am very excited this year. Uh, my favorite part of doing this episode is every single year. You know, I try to keep up with every game that happened, but I can't like I haven't seen every single game from every single one of these players. But getting mm-hmm. to hear from them, we always learn something new. For me, every single year, there's at least one player where like I hadn't been noticing them as easily just for my own not having seen their stuff and then i talked to them and i'm like oh my gosh that was a complete delight like i just completely missed your your stuff uh, this yep. year th- th- yep. for me this year it was uh necro dies twice just like loved talking to him loved lo- i mean i love talking to everybody what i'm saying is like i hadn't even had him on my radar before this you know what i mean it was just yeah. it just he just came in uh at the top of his game and i'm i'm very excited for for all six of these players i told each of them after each of their interviews like i'm i'm more excited for this year's finals than i have ever been for a finals it's the the competition has been on a whole other level and it really means we're i think we're going to get an incredibly special game out of this crew yeah i feel like the competition gets turned up every single year um it's it's wilder uh it feels more open to experimentation than it's ever been um, it feels like, you know, everyone sort of knows what the, what the knowns are in mm-hmm. going into every game now with POK, having been out for as long as it has been. Um, but I feel like we have, you know, kind of the recipe for a, a pretty wild game. I think it's an interesting group of players. I think they all bring a lot of different stuff to the table. I also think that it's a very, um, it's a very, it's a humble crowd. You know yes. what I mean? Like this is, oh, for sure. The, none, none of these players to me strike, um, Strike me as somebody coming in with like a a a wealth of uh, confidence of thinking like I'm going to be the winner. That was the yeah. theme I noticed right. uh, just in this group. Yeah, uh, and I kind of love that because I think I just think it means that there's no telling what they're going to do. Yeah, because they're all kind of thinking like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be me. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll try this. I'll try that. Right. Um, they're going to play their game, but I I don't feel like they're going to come in with a wild plan. It's going to yes. be about reacting. I well, feel like these and these and in that reactionary sort of way, the th- the theme I noticed amongst all these players is I feel like so many of them got to this point by being a sort of dodge the heat win from behind kind yeah. of story. Right. We, what we ended up with was a bunch of people who are not like 
taking all of the uh, commentary in their direction during their game, right? Like in every yeah. game, there's like two players we end up talking about all the time because they're doing all the deal making. They're doing, you know, they took the custodians. They, they make these big sweeping plays and all of these players at some point in their game, like really fade into the background and then win, right? <laughs> so yeah. I, I right. wonder how that's going to translate when like, all six of you have to be playing like someone's going to end up having the like the kind of limelight of the heat of the table. But I wonder how these players will will handle that when they've all kind of had this uh, staying out of the heat is like the theme. Like will we just have a heatless finals. Will it just be everybody's chances are the same the whole time and we never know what's going to happen because all of them are dodging like the clearest path to victory and then one of them will have to win in the end. <laughs> I think that it's it's a recipe for a lot of heat, actually, if everyone <laughs> at this table is going to be like, no, it's the heat's not on me. I feel like because so, the heat's going to be on someone. Yes. Regardless. It, yeah. TI produces players that are, you know, doing better than the other five. Always. That's the yes. nature of the custodians token. It always creates that player. Right. Um, so how will these players kind of mitigate that heat? What I would like to see personally is a perfect winslay carousel mm -hmm. um because i know mantis is going to push for it right. and i think this is a very reasonable group it is yeah it's a group that'll play along the thing i'll note that i don't think we have this year that we specifically had last year i can't think of any of these players that play dark arts can you i mean mantis yeah. is maybe the closest no. and he's no. not much of a dark arts guy like uh, no there's none no, of these players no. no yeah yeah there's no there's no player in that kind of uh uh oh that kind of tradition of like well honestly i mean i would say both teddy and humble from yeah. last year and uh kool-aid right and Kool -Aid Kool -Aid, was a yeah. huge oh yeah uh and yeah. kool-aid was thwarted by one of the players in this like kool-aid was undone by this style of play that's what i'm saying is like this is the new style last year dark arts was like at the forefront of our minds and it was yeah. how you won the game it was like well right. you got to get to the dark arts phase but what we've uncovered this year is like actually we've we've found players that learn to avoid dark arts by not letting the heat get on them so then there's not just like these two players one of them's going to force each other to win there's like a third path of stealing the win out from under people or whatever right right yeah i think i think it's definitely shifted in some ways uh but yeah so so it doesn't feel like we have a dark arts player it doesn't even feel like to me we have a player going into this finals that I feel like once it's so bad, they're going to yeah. do something insane to get right. it. That's what I kind of love about it. Yeah, is it yeah. kind of feels like, because <laughs> like, for example, going into tournament two finals, yeah. we had Brian and we had Ginger. And yes. those were two players that was like, these players are like, like they, they have the, the, they're kind of a Jayhan type of just like, we have uh, math everywhere. Yeah, and we're yeah. thinking about every possibility. <laughs> and we're just kind of on this, like, this and honestly, humble from last year is so yeah. kind of like that as well. Uh, of just like really kind of thinking about every opportunity, you can feel that like raw desire to right. get it. Um, this group kind of just feels like they're gonna play a chill game, and then some crazy stuff will happen at the yeah. end, and then we'll find out who the victor is. My Wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't uh -huh. it be cool uh -huh. if the finals was less than ten hours? I was gonna say the opposite though, Hunter. My fear, and I'm knocking on wood here. You'll, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it because my fear is a lot of these players had famously long games one of them the longest game in history in space well, guest beast turtles history i know there's a lot of factors to that doesn't matter mm -hmm. 
my point is all of these players have endured very, very long games. And what we're talking about is they're all heat dodgers, which means it'll be like my biggest fear for this game is we're going to have one of those situations where, you know, that thing people do where they have a clear path and they literally undercut themselves to yeah. force around six. Right. I think this table is capable of that uh very much like that they will force around six to happen just so that they can keep everything on an even keel and not be surprised by anybody else and, and i think we might have an extremely long finals ahead of us it might i don't get, know yeah I, I could see this group kind of mathing it out and and sort of stopping each other as a group and yes. even kind of dealing within the sleigh and just be like i'm going to throw away my shot here so right. that you so that y you will stop this person shot here so that we get to another right. round. Rounds three, yeah. four, and five will look like a cooperative game of Twilight Imperium. And then round six, someone will win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or round seven. May mm. Or God forbid, a round eight. The unholy round. <laughs> where the where the pit to, to eternal darkness will open. Where no man has tread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we get to round eight, a portal will open to another dimension and time will be changed forever. Well, I'm very excited. Once again, that game is coming to you July 30th at 1300 UTC. Uh, and that'll be an early morning start for you Americans. That'll be a comfortable afternoon start for the Europeans. But uh, we, of course, have two people living in Europe in this year's finals, which means we didn't want to do what happened to so many of them in the semifinals is they end up playing at like 6 a.m. their right. time. We're trying to account for a potential of a long game and still allow it to be something where they're only playing until like 2 a.m. or whatever is the right. hope. So right. uh, hopefully everyone is on their best game uh, and, and is not affected by the timing of the game. That is always my least favorite aspect is when, when we have these super international games where it's like, well, we had to force these six players in and one of them's in Australia right. and one of them's right. in, and it's like someone's going to get hurt there because there's just no way for for all of us to play at a comfortable time zone. All right. I got to ask you something, because this is okay. what all the players were asking me about. You've heard me already in this episode. It, you can feel that me and Matt are not even on the same page about this if you've listened to this episode closely. Uh -huh. Matt, when do we show them the map at the pool? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I think we developed. They all wanted to know, Matt. Yeah, they, they all wanted all to know. Wanted they all asked know. you in their interviews. That's hilarious. Yeah, and I would be like, I think, I mean, you've heard me lie in this sure. episode if you've listened to it. You've heard me be like, oh, I, I think it's going to be maybe a week before something, here's, but. Here's my preferred method, and we can we can work this out right now on live on air. Uh, my preferred method, and I, I don't know if we've done this exactly. I think we have, because what happened is in 2020, 20 we did decide to do it early and then and then we forgot by 2021 like we forgot that we had done that right right and then luke yes. told us about he distinctly remembers it because that's how he plotted out his ghost round one which was incredible and led to a win and we were like man that's pretty good actually if people could prep some what i would like to do is release the information 24 hours ahead of time which is enough time what? to prep but not play ew you How want them you? to just play. Why you just want them to play have, test matches. Why not let them have enough time for one test game well why here's not? the thing here's the thing hunter you and i both know how much work has gone into the finals map stuff so far 
I don't know how quickly I can pump one out so that they have a week's worth of time to to, to deal with it. Uh, well, uh, you'll just have to, Matt. Get in your map hole and start working now. And I don't want to see your face till it's done. Okay? That's what I want. That's what I gotta have. Yeah, okay. Um, off, off I trudge. I suppose we should wrap this up so we don't go too long here. But uh, again... Uh, best of luck to all six of these amazing uh, players. I'm very, very excited for this game, no matter how long it goes. It's always funny when we talk about how long games go because I never feel it in the finals. The fin- right. and, and the finals games are always long, but it's the finals. Who cares? That's that's what you're here for is, right. is for as long as the game can go. So I'm I'm yeah. very, very excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, how many, Matt, do you remember how many, how many players was it we had in total in this? 616. 616 down to six. Yep. Soon to be down to one. Soon to be final down to one. winner. One, one. Someone must win. Yeah. Someone has to. It is actually required that someone wins this game. Someone will win. Here's um, what I'm begging for. I'm begging. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to put this out into the atmosphere, into the ether. I've said this before. I really, really want a game where they must uh, get all, they get, everyone gets to nine points. Mm hmm. We go into the agenda phase. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no funny business. There's like everybody has uh, whatever votes they have. It would be even better if it was the thing where representative government is out and everybody only has one vote. Um, and there's no weird vote trickery. And then political censure comes out and there's no way to get rid of it. And they must assign one victory point to one player. Right. And they and these these six players must just choose their own champion. That is the dream Twilight Imperium ending for me. <laughs> so we just want to see six people play <laughs> around a 10-hour game. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they each individually must argue <laughs> why <laughs> they are the winner. Exactly. There is nothing more Twilight Imperium than that. Yeah. I want to make a, a case. They're like, they have to get up individually and say... <laughs> Well, if you remember in round two, like yeah. it'll go further than that. You know what I mean? It'll be yeah. like in in the prelims, I did this, and I think yeah. that that is. Uh, oh my god, they're pulling everything. Yeah, they're pulling Mantis. Everything. Mantis will be like in 2019 <laughs> in the semis. Mantis will be like, I play tested the game. Like, give it to me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Give it to me. All right. Um, well, that's cool. That's very cool. I want to thank our weird bears, Big Al Cappuccino, Anvilier, Squeamish Emu, Brassbird, Brian, Kaluan, Holio de Penguin, Kraken, Dark Jutsu, Goondock, Carnal, Necro Dies Twice, Totally Calculating Poet, Kindred Spirit, Lord Raddington, Bagels, Emlashevsky, Sunfax, Absol, Ricky M44, Rwise, and Wecker. And I want to thank Mama's lovely larva, my son is also named Bort, Nerfzer, Tautology is what it is, Frank G, Rekka, Jadim Jedi, Graxer, Uncle Baddie, Savant, and Teddy's Jam for you, Homebrewers Guild, uh, I believe next week... We are going to organize a game of our exploration editions uh, that we're calling Artifacts, which are contestable victory points inside the three or four Explore decks. Not the Relics, but the Explore decks themselves. Uh, And this is just to feed some more uh, hot potato victory points into the game and see how it affects the pace of the game, as it were. Yeah. Um, Also, for Galactic Council, um, our poll results are in. Y'all have chosen... Uh, for there to be a status report on the state of the tabletop playground mod, um, it was a pretty close race uh, mm-hmm. between that and uh, asynchronous Twilight Imperium. Yep, um, that was definitely the the runner up. 
Um, so yeah, next week, uh, that is the episode that you will be getting, in yep. fact. Yep. Um, so uh, we will be talking about that. I'll say this too. People have been asking, uh, I saw on our Discord and stuff, people were asking what's taken so long. Like we haven't talked about Yin yet, but as you'll maybe note from some streams and games that have been happening recently, we are working on Yin and we hope to have a Yin episode uh, shortly after that Galactic Council episode, maybe the next episode. But I just want people to know that a, a Yin, a new updated Yin guide is what is in the works. So so never fear, we will finish covering Codex 3 here before too long. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Everything well, and that then happens there on the show. And then there will be an extra guide. And then there will be an extra guide. Yeah, yeah. There's, so, there's plenty left to happen. Uh, you can rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to it, and that helps uh, do algorithm things. I don't know, man. We live in the future, and I want future points. Give me more of them, please. Uh, five, if you can. I'll take five future points. Uh, those are stars, and they do me good. They feed my tummy. Yeah. This, you know, you could say something like, Five stars, one star for Hunter, <laughs> one star for Matt, uh-huh. one star for EJ, mm-hmm. and two stars for Chat. <laughs> That's like something you could say. Yeah, two stars for Chat. Uh, you can also find information about our Patreon to contribute to the show and help make it possible for us to do this tournament bigger and bigger every year and things like our live show and all that. That is uh, where you will find com is where that Patreon is. Also, our Twitter, our Discord, our merch, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So who do you think is going to win? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I think... Well, I think chat will win in the end. No. But... No. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think this chat is finally... a horrible record. They have a really bad... They're, they've, they're about 20 million points in the hole, but I do think they're going to come out ahead of this one. Actually, who's going to win... Uh, I really think because here's the thing that happens. This is this is our closer. The thing that's been going on is all the channel points have been really gambled this year. But yeah. everyone saves them up for the finals and they go yeah. hard on the finals. So yeah. there will be a winner amongst chat and and people like Spirit Thing and who else? Frank G. There's a few people that are always contending to try to have the most channel points. Like they they really go hard on the poll or the the predictions and everything. Yeah, and yeah. I think that one i think all of them will be unseated by someone who just wins crazy big there's going to be somebody who started wow. the stream with like a thousand channel points and ends with like thirty-five thousand channel they're, points they're or gonna something. like bankrupt the house yeah you know what i mean like 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 twitch will be like we're out of points yeah we are just out of points it's like we're gonna have to close down twitch because this user won so many channel points the house is bankrupt what nobody seems to uh, uh, recognize when it comes to these squish balls, I notice that every single time, people are, it's a prediction, right? It's its lauded as a prediction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not a prediction, it's gambling. And people yeah. always treat it like a prediction, and then I always see the vote about to be finished, and I'm like, listen, there's 15,000 points on one side, and nobody has voted in the other direction. All you gotta do, put five points in for a vote in the other direction, and your odds are like... <laughs> one to a million like you have such right. or whatever like i don't know how to say odds but the point is gamble better everyone i want to see twitch better. chat gamble better like actually gamble. go for the the big wins not what you actually think is going to happen that's irrelevant right. right yeah you gotta you kind of gotta gamble you gotta come in ready to gamble ready to have fun if we were going to do a strategy guide to how to have fun <laughs> watching the finals we wouldn't be able to write it Because the finals isn't fun for us. It's a big work day. (laughs) Not that we're not going to have fun, but it's actually, it's going to be a lot of work um, for us. We'll be in the same place. I I got my tickets to fly there, to fly to Arkansas. We will be in the same location. 
unless the flight gets canceled. Right. In which case we won't be, which has <laughs> happened before. Yeah. Not to me, but to Root, yep. and it sucked. It sucked bad. So please, yeah. everyone, root for us and root for the airlines to continue working, and that will yeah. be what we all do. In your five-star review of Space Cats Peace Turtles, say, hey, all airlines, please keep your flights uh, on schedule. Ooh, yes, yes, <laughs> review the show, but as a bribe to Delta, <laughs> as kind of a five stars love the show but you know where i what i like to use to fly uh domestic and international <laughs> delta you gotta sign up for this sky miles gold card buddy you're gonna get fifty thousand bonus miles you're gonna get a 300 uh bonus on your statement on your first statement with all you have to do is spend two thousand dollars on this card in the first three months 50,000 bonus miles okay you're going everywhere you're going to france you're going to Corpus Christi. You're going. <laughs> you're going. You're. All right, I'm, I'm done. Right, I quit. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica. Bellum Gloriosum.